Hello and welcome to another episode of What's the Scuttlebutt. I'm your host, Izzy LaRue, and here with me are my co-hosts, Aaron Ador and Harold Rucker III. Today, our guest is University of Redland soccer player, Alessandra Ichaudi. Hi, I'm Aaron. <laughs> All right, thanks for being on, Allie. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, um, what have you been doing in quarantine? Um, mostly, I've been training. I haven't been going out much. Um, I train little kids, not little, but um, from eighth grade to sophomore, I've been training them. And then um, I've also been training my brother um, and going to the grocery store. <laughs> not very interesting. So do you get paid to train these kids? Yeah, so I get paid to train everyone else but my brother. <laughs> so um, what do you guys like do when you're training? Like what kind of drills are you working on? So it depends on the athlete. Usually um, if they want strength and conditioning, we'll do weightlifting and um, obviously conditioning. I'll run them through agility, um, power, and a lot of running. Um, and then if they want soccer training, then we'll go through a bunch of soccer drills. Um, or if they're a basketball player, then I'll run them through basketball-related drills. That's kind of interesting. So I know you're a soccer player, but how's a, how do you train, like, a basketball player, being like you're mostly have soccer background? I think that soccer and basketball have a lot in common in the slightest of ways. Um, I think you need a lot of explosion, a lot of quick feet. Um, and I think that's how they relate. Um, and for basketball, you need a lot of short speed. And so I think I know a lot about short speed and I've been doing my research. So I think um, I'm still learning, but um, definitely trying to relate the two. A lot of footwork and agility then? Yes, that's correct. Ladder work, box jumps, um, short shuffles, sprints, resisted resisted sprints. Yeah. So, so when they come to like do heavy lifting, do they come to like your house or like do they do you just meet them somewhere? Yeah. So I have equipment in my garage. Um, we have uh, uh, we have a squat rack and we have a treadmill, elliptical, dumbbells, kettlebells, basically everything that you can think of that you would have at a gym. So they would just come to my back, um, backyard and my garage and I would just train them there. So what have you been doing training wise? I have a set schedule every day. So I'll do soccer with my brother for an hour and a half. And then I'll go into my cardio, which is, can be sprints, um, track workout, long distance. Um, and that usually lasts from 30 minutes to an hour. And then I'll go into weightlifting in my garage for an hour. And then I'll do my physical therapy for my ankle and my hips for 30 minutes. So how's it like training with your brother? Do you feel like you guys are um, growing your relationship with each other more? <laughs> my brother is very complicated and very stubborn he doesn't he doesn't want to train so 
unless he sees it benefiting him or unless I bribe him to go to Sonic or something, then that's when he'll train with me and actually comply. But other than that, he's 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 a good training partner, but he's something else sometimes. He's, he likes to give me a hard time, <laughs> just like any of other siblings. So uh, what do you miss most about school? I know you've been out of school for almost um, two months now. Yeah, um, I think mostly the aspect of like socializing with friends and being able to actually talk to other people and go out and have fun and go adventure to other places and just playing soccer with a team and being able to like go weightlift with other people and not by myself. I think that's that that's what I miss most, being able to socialize and connect with people. Right now it sucks because I'm stuck at home and you can't really do anything. The only time you socialize with people is like going to the grocery store. Yeah. Or, um, going out on a run and you see somebody and you say like, what's up? But that's about it. I, yeah. <clears throat> I have a question. Yeah, of course. Hit me. So uh, since you're a soccer player, if someone were to just run up and elbow you in the face, what are you doing next? Well, if they were to elbow me in the face, they would probably get a foul. But um, I try not to take out my anger. Um, that was high school me. High school me would would get very angry and get up all in their face. But I think I've matured now and I've um, learned from my mistakes. And I think I would just show them by example, like, I'm a better player and, like, just beat them. New year, new me. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> do you think you would eat the elbow in the face or do you think you would fall down? <laughs> I would probably eat it first and then I don't think I would fall. I'm a pretty strong player. I, I seem to think. Um, I get a lot of elbows from my brothers, so they give me a hard time and They've made me stronger. <laughs> yeah, so I think I would take it and just roll with it. So I know you said you're doing um, PT for your ankle and uh, what else? And my hips. So I had a grade three ankle sprain my sophomore year, and that put me out for around two months. And the physical trainer at the tournament told me not to go to the doctor just to ice and um, wear a bandage and use crutches if I needed them. Um, I was a tough cookie, so I didn't think I needed anything and I would just walk through it and went back to practicing a month or two later and I thought I was fine. And then um, later came and I sprained my ankle again. Um, that was around junior year and then I decided to go to the doctor and get an x-ray. Um, the doctor told me that my ankle had healed in the wrong way. Um, and it had realigned my hips and my shoulders. So everything was off. So if you think that, I think your body is in a straight line, one side was higher than the other. So my body was readjusting for my ankle. And so that had a major effect on my knees, on my hips, even my shoulders and my neck. So I would have pain in my neck just from my body readjusting from my ankle. So I went to the chiropractor, I went to physical therapy, and um, I've learned that I have 
super, super weak hips. Um, and that's why I've been getting a lot of pain in the lower body. Um, so my goal with physical therapy is just to stay strong and um, make sure that, that those injuries don't happen again. I don't want to be an old lady not being able to walk. <laughs> so you've been doing a PT for your hips the past two years then? Yeah, I've been doing it for a while now. Um, just off and on, I would use resistance bands and do side shuffles. And it's a lot of resistance and body weight stuff. Um, it's not so much weightlifting. It's just kind of keeping movement and being able to strengthen the muscles around it. Uh, Izzy, didn't you, didn't you have like... Uh, this might not be you, but I'm thinking, did you have like a leg injury your sophomore year or something? I don't know. It, you definitely did. I don't remember my sophomore year at all, so. I pretty, weren't you walking? Why not? Like That's such a fun year. I, wait, what were you saying, Aaron? Weren't you walking around in like a leg thing? I feel like this was you. You had some nah, injury. Happened at, it happened at some point, for sure. No, I broke my ankle in eighth grade. Yeah, that's what I remember. No, but the, ah. a boot. I swear there was another time where you walked yeah. around in a boot. There was another time where you were walking around in a boot. In a boot? Me? Yes. Yeah. No. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I my God. You were. <laughs> oh, the only other time I hurt, like, my foot error or anything was, like, junior year. I had, like, a foot contusion, but I didn't wear a boot or anything. No, you wore a boot. I did I not wear a boot. You literally said you couldn't drive. You were in a boot. I remember. I didn't start driving till my senior year. Dude. Oh, okay. So. Well, we'll talk about this later. So, uh, Ali, Alessandra, uh, Ronaldo or Messi? Ooh, I like Messi just because he's not as cocky. Um, hmm. Okay. Ronaldo definitely knows his talent and knows what he's got. He's definitely a good player, but I like Messi better and Messi's been a legend for forever. And mm -hmm. he's, he's a distributor, right? And he can also score goals. He can do everything. Um, doesn't mean that Ronaldo can't, but I think that um, Ronaldo definitely has a type of persona to him where he's just like, I'm the best. I can't be beaten no matter what, you know? Do you see it as, do you see uh, overconfidence as being cocky almost? <clears throat> Not always. I think confidence mm -hmm. is great, but overly confident, I think it could be seen as being cocky. Um, yeah, most definitely. I think that cockiness can be taken to another level. Mm -hmm. And one more question. Is NASCAR a sport? <laughs> I think so. I think it has a certain competitive competitiveness to it mm -hmm. um it may not be super physical but people do put their life in danger for it right what do you think i think you just failed both questions <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> okay all right yeah don't listen to aaron his questions are they're they're stupid and he always says people fail them so no, that's because people answer the same way. Who have we gotten on the show that said that's not said Messi? I don't know. Exactly. Is there right. a problem that people don't like that? So what? <laughs> no, all I'm saying is 
people think it's his persona. Oh my God, we're not talking about persona. We're talking about skill. <laughs> okay, skill wise, they're they're both great players. There, there's mm-hmm. nothing that you can say. I mean, it at the end of the day, it does come down to persona. I mean, that's what people are judging off. Even soccer players. Persona, no. persona. You guys are saying it wrong. Oh, persona. My God. Really. <laughs> All right, um, let's get back to the topic. Um, Allie, so how excited are you for next season? I'm super excited. We had we have um, some a lot of new players. I think we're gonna do great this this upcoming season. We've all been working hard, um, keeping each other accountable, and I think that we've learned from our mistakes, and we're definitely gonna improve from last season. What was your record last season? I don't recall. Um, Do you remember if you guys were under or over 500? I think we're under. Okay, so what's a like realistic record for you guys this season? Um, I'm pretty confident oh, in our team. Dude. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what – a good record would be for us, but I can tell you that we can, I'm confident that we'll win most of our games. We've got a good team here, and I think that um, we're going to train hard this this season. That's, that's a good attitude. Possible. Do, you have, do you know if you guys have, like, a big um, incoming freshman class, or is it normal-sized? It's normal-sized, so I think we have seven to eight. Um, we only have three seniors this season, um, which is very, very small. But our sophomore and junior class is are huge. So I think we have 12 in our class and 12 also in the junior class as well. Oh, okay. In the freshman class. So, yeah, we have you good guys numbers. Have two meetings? Like, Say that again? Often. You guys have like team meetings like during the quarantine? Um, we do every so often, but it's just to like see how everyone's doing. It's not so much for like Zoom trainings. I know other D1 schools have like where they meet every day and they have Zoom trainings. I think with our team, it's just keeping yourself accountable. And like if you don't do the work, then you show up and, and you don't play. Right. And so you you're accountable for yourself and you're you're responsible for playing and getting fit and staying conditioned. Right. And so I think our coach has a lot of trust in us and is um, kind of keeping it in our hands. Uh, I think that's gone. How many people on your team? Um, I think there's around 30, 20 to 30. And. Soccer's 11 people, right? Yep, 11 people on the field. And three subs, right? No, there. so everyone that mm-hmm. um, isn't on the field is considered a sub. And ah. so those people that are on the bench can go in at any moment, depending on what the coach decides. So if coach doesn't decide to put you in, you don't play. Interesting. That's like that's a big soccer team because I know most, yeah. most schools have like around 20 – yeah, something players. 
But if you think about it, a lot of players get injured, a lot of players may have concussions throughout the season. So I think it's good that we have a lot of backup and it um, really forces everyone to fight for their position, right? And if everyone wants to play, then everyone's going to try hard and um, everyone's going to try their best to get on the field, right? Mm-hmm. On, a, on a rank of 1 to 30, where do you rank yourself as uh, best on the team? I think right now I'm still improving and I have a lot to improve on, but I would consider myself middle of the middle of the pack. Um, I would like to be in, in the upper hand, um, but I think I have a lot to improve on um, this season. I'm going to try my best to get up to those top five, but um, as of now, I think I'm middle of the pack. That's good to be modest. Not a lot of people are modest like that, where they would actually rank themselves. Oh, stop yeah, it. I would have came on and said I was number one for sure, for sure. I would have came on and said I was number one because I was number one. <laughs> okay, buddy. I, mean, I, try, I try to be real with myself. If you're not real with yourself, you're just going to end up falling down. Exactly. I'm number one if I'm not, you know. I'm not so, going to put number one, you know. Exactly. Uh, you mentioned um, concussions. Um, how often do um, do your teammates get concussions or um, just women's soccer players in general? Because I know that CTE is not only like prevalent in NFL players, but also in women's soccer players. Right. It's actually a big thing in soccer. Most people don't recognize that, but um, CTE does happen a lot in women's soccer players, especially. Um, this past season, I think we had two concussions. Um, that's not a lot at all, but it is a sig- significant number. It's more than usual. Um, but I think soccer players can get concussions and not report it to their physical trainer. And that's where the CT comes because nobody really knows how many concussions they've had. Right. And so yeah. I think that we kind of keep it up keep it to ourselves to um, stay strong and stay on the field. And I think that's where CT comes in play because we don't really know. We could have had 10 or we could have had none, you know, it, it varies. So keep me talking, Aaron. Oh, thank you, Izzy. Uh, I noticed we've been talking about soccer this whole time, but what position do you play? I play outside back. So we have – um, four in the back, or mm-hmm. it could be three, but usually it's four in the back. I play the outside positions. Um, yeah. Are you right-footed or left? I'm right-footed, so I like to play on the right-hand side just because I can make overlapping runs and get forward and play the ball with my right foot, but I'm versatile. I can play um, with my left as well. Um, I've actually played all positions besides goalkeeper, Um but outside back tends to be my favorite. All right, um, let's talk about some topics going on in the professional sports world. So what do you think about McGregor retiring early? I think that's a good topic to talk about. I think McGregor, or just everyone in general, people want to end up on top. People want to end as a champion. I think that he he knows how good he is. And I don't think that 
the older he gets, there's going to be people that want to try to beat him. And if he does get beat, he's not going to want to end like that. Right. And so everybody wants to end up on top. And he just decided that if he's already the champion and he's already winning so many fights and so on, then why, why go on? Right. If I could end up as a champion and I can end as a legend, like why not go out as that? I think that that was his mindset and it, and I totally understand, but I think he could have given more fights. He's still kind of young and I'm sure he still has a lot in him to keep fighting. I just think that he wanted to end up on top and end up as a champion. What yeah. do you guys think? Uh, that could be true. Oh. He, he's a bum. He, he's no, a bum. No, shut he's up. a bum. Okay. He's, he's a bum. A, like, come gonna, on. He's um, he, didn't want this, he did not want the smoke from Khabib again. He's let's a bum. Just, let's just say he's a bum. I – you yeah, could no, he got on that take, but I think he's faking it. Connor's retired more times than he has title defenses. I mean, we all remember when he retired <laughs> 20, 2016 to go fight Mayweather. Then he retired again. He held the division on lock, came back, got his ass whooped, and then he beat a bum in Donald Cerrone, who's like 40-something and is known for choking big fights. And then he retires. This dude's faking it. I'm telling you, he's going to be back. He just doesn't want to fight the, the top competition. Did you guys see the post that uh, what's his name that that he made and then um, Floyd commented on it and he was yeah. like telling him he'd drop him off if he wanted to fight him again, basically. <laughs> exactly. He was like, if you ever want to come he back in, I'll give you another ass kick. He's just he's a Shut pure up. bum. Okay, Simple. to call him a bum is far fetched. If Connor saw him in the street, it would be a wrap. It would only it only went that way in a street fight with, with Floyd. I'm in a street fight. If Floyd saw Connor, it was bad. It wasn't a street fight though. It was a boxing match. So that's all I'm gonna say, dude. If Connor's that's a bum, a you're a cockroach, buddy. Like <laughs> okay, Connor buddy. McGregor, Connor McGregor, Connor McGregor has accomplished. So I cockroach, what does that make you like, then? I don't. I don't. It makes me Khabib anymore because <laughs> he's not. He's like his Khabib's like fight style is like. All wrestling, basically. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, he, like Connor's never going to be able to get like the punch he needs or like the kick he needs to like land something dramatic. Like, well, because every time he can. Gonna I don't think him. he wanted to end we up losing. Can, but I don't think he wanted to end losing or go out losing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, I wouldn't yeah. want to get my Khabib again, especially the way it happened. I mean, if he keeps talking about this Irish pride, Irish whiskey garbage, he's going to want a rematch. I mean, we need to see what these Irish people are really made of. All right, uh, next question. So, no, nah, it's these Russians that are about it. Uh, okay, what Russians? Ooh. All right, next topic. I don't know a Russian. Next topic. Know a Russian next topic. Things. Shut up. Um, so, Whoa. Ali, what do you think about um, Kyrie Irving's comments about not wanting to resume the 2020 NBA season uh, because it would distract from the Black Lives Matter movement? I think I could see both sides. I think I could see Kyrie Irving's side and the NBA side, but um, I don't think the NBA will follow through with Kyrie Irving's opinion um, just because it affects so many players. And after all, that is their job. That is their payroll. And if they stop playing, then how are they going to get money and provide for their families? I think that they could play and, and support, show support for Black Lives Matter at the same time. I don't, I think that, the NBA could be an outlet for them to um, to show support as well. 
Wait, what did what did he what did he say? He he just says he doesn't want to play because he believes the NBA would distract from uh, Black Lives Matter, which is good, which is a true statement. But at the same time, I mean, Kyrie Irving, he's on the Nets. They're not going to win anyway, so he has plenty of other chances. Dwight doesn't want to play, and then Dwight Howard defending him. I mean, I don't think Dwight Howard to me has not done anything to like to get his name out there and even protest. We haven't heard about anything. I mean, my heart goes out to him because his the mother of his son just died. So I honestly believe there's more to like personal reasons as to why he doesn't want to play rather than it having to do with Black Lives Matter. Like before this, Dame was all like, I don't want to play because of COVID. And then, which could also be a reason to why they don't want to play. So, honestly, no one knows the truth to why they don't want to play other than them. But I think the NBA resuming is extremely important. Like, extremely important. People have had enough of this crap. We just need to sit down and just watch. Exactly. Like, watch I something. Don't, I don't get what people well, are well, saying, like Kyrie saying that, oh, it will distract from Black Lives Matter movement all this. Like, the reason why we're making so much progress right now is because nothing's going on. And the NBA would just distract from that. Like, that's so false. Like, the players, like LeBron and, like, other players, they've been using their platforms to support the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, he's been tweeting out. You see players, not only, like, NBA, but NFL players protesting with people. Like, you've seen Steph Curry in the Bay Area going to all these protests in Oakland, Palo Alto, San Francisco, and all that. And I think just if you – if they're able to play, like – who says they can't use like um like during the national anthem they can't like take a knee or, or do mm-hmm. something to oh, okay. remind people like um I know um NFL um the players they made this video about Black Lives Matter movement and since Patrick Mahomes was on there it forced Roger Goodell to do something um about it since Patrick is the face of his of the of the NFL and so like if you have people like LeBron James and Steph Curry like the faces of the NBA and Giannis Antetokounmpo doing stuff, like speaking out about the Black Lives Matter movement, the games are just, like, increasing more because everyone, like, mostly everyone watches NBA. So it will just get that their opinions out there even more because not everyone's on social media. Yeah, and Roger Goodell needs to chill. Like, he's coming out of the woodworks talking about sign Colin Kaepernick. I mean, where was this attitude three years ago? <laughs> just because it's popular now to support the – whole movement and Colin Kaepernick I don't think it's right for him to like come out and like come out of the woodwork and everyone's try to just make trying every- to save face yeah try to exactly. make everything better and I think both heard sides- Jerry Jones say anything though <laughs> come on now. that man's a billionaire he doesn't he doesn't gotta say anything and both sides in the NBA argument are kind of funny yes, he does. stop it one side says that the NBA players need this to support their family. Support who? Lonzo Ball could have supported his family for five generations with his first contract. Are you kidding me? They don't need this. She's talking about like the family. lower players, like the Ian Clarks, the Patrick huh? McCaws of the world. Those guys make millions. If anyone needs to support their family, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like not all these players have guaranteed contracts. You know Izzy. that, right? Izzy. These guys are making more money yeah, than I'm not saying in possibly I'm, the next twenty years, and you're worried about I'm them. I'm not saying I'm not saying that they won't. I'm just pointing out the obvious. 
the obvious is they're making millions of dollars. There is no other argument. You can never use you can never use support your family when it comes to a professional athlete. I don't want to hear it. What about I G League players? What about G League players? G League players, you can say it for them. But when you talk about an NBA player and you want to say some support your family, are you serious? <laughs> what? No. All right. Um, so what was the question? I don't even remember. About Kyrie Irving's comments. Oh, yeah, the Kyrie Irving. Oh, yeah. I mean, wait, wait, say it again? This dude's high. All right. Um, next topic. Um, no, not yet. This is our last topic, um, <laughs> Ali. So uh, what do you think about the MLB commissioner saying there might not be a 2020 season? Can you tell me what the MLB players like? Yeah, so basically the players do not want to play because they are scared of contracting the COVID-19 virus and giving it to their loved ones, and they have no interest in playing at all. I mean, I think that's selfish of them just because they get paid anyways. So even if they don't play, they get paid. If they do play, they they get paid. And so um, – I think that's selfish of them. And there's so many regulations and ways to avoid COVID. Um, and I think that they're just trying to get paid without playing. Exactly. Yeah. It's you, you nailed it right on the head. They're being completely selfish. Like they have the most lucrative contracts out at um, NBA, NFL, and they get fully guaranteed contracts as well, too. So if they get hurt or cut whatever from their teams, they still get the money. So I just – I don't see the point of them not wanting to play. Like, you see NBA players, like, they're itching to get back to play because their season – it was literally canceled in the middle of their season. They are getting ready to finish the second half of the season going to playoffs. And now the NBA is about to resume in about um, – probably in a month, less than a month. So I just – I don't – I just don't see why the MLB players don't want to play. It's just really selfish to me. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and say what we're all thinking. Uh, who cares? I mean, we've seen the news. <laughs> no one's talking about uh, MLB coming back. I mean, we all want the NBA and the NFL. MLB, if they canceled the MLB tomorrow, I wouldn't be on my knees. Okay, now. but they provide jobs for so many people, the MLB, the stadiums and stuff. So you can't just be like, oh, who cares? There's – by that saying that, you're like, oh, who cares about the people who work there? Okay, how about this? How about we change the MLB in total? The players don't even have to show up. We can have the fans go on the field and start playing. How about that? And people still get to keep their jobs. Because in reality, most of them don't want to play because of the whole pay cut salary thing. I remember uh, two players, I think it was Bryce Harper was one of them. Yeah. Saying, if my pay cut got, if my salary got cut, I wouldn't play. I mean, I think the guy makes over $300 million, like. Well, let me guess. He has to. Pretty sure he has the highest contract in MLB history. Exactly. I'm not and sure. which will be mm-hmm. highest contract ever of any I'm sport. I'm not sure what his whole thinking of, but they act like they're being like deprived of all their money. That money was given to you on the guarantee that fans would show up, and there's no virus. Exactly. So when there's a virus, what do you think is going to happen? Of course, your pay cut, your pay is going to get cut, and them not wanting to play—that's just completely like. You want to get paid, but you don't want to play. Isn't that their but, job? Like they're getting paid to play. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super obvious. Like obviously, if fans are going to go to show up to a game, you're not going to get paid. Like 
the same way you get paid if there wasn't I mean if there was fans at the game. So I feel like it shouldn't be a surprise to the players that it's like, oh, we're not gonna pay you guys as much this year. And even then it's like like you guys were saying, baseball contracts are mainly guaranteed or like I'm pretty sure they're all guaranteed. Portion of it is guaranteed. They're all guaranteed. They're all guaranteed, yeah. So like these dudes are gonna get their money no matter what. And in baseball it's always a large sum of money. Like they're a top producing sport, even though it's like not super popular, but like they get their contracts are insane. So like they're still gonna make a tremendous amount of money no matter what. So I don't feel like they should be like they're they are being really selfish when it comes to like not wanting to play, even if it's, you know, for a lesser contract or whatever, because they're still making a crazy amount of money. I think players like any athlete would kill to be in their position. If you think about mm-hmm. college players like exactly. that got their season cut in half, like I think that they would kill to be in their position to get their season back. And by them just saying, oh, I don't want to play, like, I think that's super selfish for them. These college players aren't even getting paid to, to play. <laughs> I think, like, <laughs> counter stuff. <laughs> I'm just, they, they would kill to be in their position. Yeah, I think this is, like, one of those – I used to think that, like, a lot of the players had hunger before, uh, like, before and after they got paid. But I think more and more, a lot of these athletes are proving the point that, like, once you get paid – your fire, like, it diminishes a little bit. It doesn't become about playing for the love of the game. Once you get paid, it's almost as if you made it and, like, that's it. You're, like, the man now. You could decide whether you want to play. Maybe. Whether you don't want to play. Oh, he's the man. Don't watch your mouth. But uh, that's basically <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being on the show, Allie. Yeah, thank you for having me. Make sure to catch our next episode this Thursday. I'm Aaron. Thank you for listening.